This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 25th of November. In your Squiz Today... Victorians head to the polls, an Aussie is locked up in Iran, protecting our plonk and getting trendy with food. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, we love an election here at the Squiz, so it's a great day when we get to kick off with a Victorian state election, which is (laughs) happening tomorrow. Premier Daniel Andrews and his Labor government is hoping to secure a third term. They're up against the coalition and their leader, Matthew Guy. And Claire, I know you're super excited, so why don't you take us through the key numbers? Oh, love an election, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) And look, in Victoria, the Legislative Assembly is where the action is. It's got 88 seats and you need 45 to hold a majority. Uh, Going in, Labor has 55 seats and the Coalition has 27. And rounding it out from there, there are three Greens and three Independents. And here's the big number. Uh, More than one 1.5 million people have already cast their votes and in Victoria there are 4.4 million eligible voters and some pundits reckon that half of those eligible will vote early. Mm. Uh, There are lots of reasons why people vote early but the experts say that people in Victoria have formed very strong views about who they're voting for or maybe more relevant who they're voting against. Yeah, there's been talk of how voters are feeling disengaged in the lead up to this election. And it's broadly agreed that the vote will be reflective of what people thought of Andrews and his government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, so COVID, of course, was such a big deal in Victoria. Uh, There were long lockdowns there and many voters have views about all of that. We won't prosecute all of that today. It's not the only thing on the agenda. There are plenty of things on the policy front and and those policies involve things like the health system and transport and infrastructure. And there are questions also about integrity. Both Labor and the Coalition have been questioned about how they play the political game. Uh, in terms of who will come out on top, pollster Cos Samaras, who's a really respected pollster in Victoria, he reckons Labor is likely to lose several seats, but he doesn't think that that necessarily means that the coalition will win. Yeah, and the ABC's Anthony Green has added to that. He says Victorians don't seem enamoured with either major party, meaning minor parties and independents could play a role in the final election result. And just a reminder, Claire, you and Kate did a great squeeze shortcut diving into the Victorian election this week. So I'll pop a link to that in the episode notes again today. Claire, Iran's state media says their government has detained 40 foreign nationals for their involvement in the nationwide protests that were sparked by 22-year-old Masa Amini's death in custody. 
And yesterday, reports said an Australian-Iranian dual citizen was one of those who have been imprisoned. So the Department of Foreign Affairs says that it holds concerns for the individual. Uh, That person hasn't been named. But because Iran's regime doesn't recognise dual nationality, that person hasn't had access to consular support. Uh, The department also says that it's not aware of the person's involvement in the protest. So like a lot of things that come out of Iran, it's a bit of a black hole of information. And Australia hasn't imposed any sanctions on Iran yet, despite the state's violent crackdown on demonstrators. But Dr Kylie Moore-Gilbert, who was jailed in Iran for more than two years on false espionage charges, says that's the wrong approach for us to take. Claire, thousands of protesters have taken to the streets around Scotland after the UK's Supreme Court said that the Scottish Parliament couldn't hold another independence referendum without the government's consent. So Scotland's been part of the UK since the 18th century, and you might remember, if you one of those people who remember these things, <laughs> that its last referendum on independence was back in 2014. Uh, it was rejected, though. The votes were 55% against and 45% in favour of Scottish independence. But recent polls suggest that more Scots are in favour of independence these days. The sentiment apparently has been growing in the wake of Brexit and also the UK government's handling of COVID and things like the cost of living crisis. Yeah, but in spite of all that, the Scots will probably have trouble getting a fresh referendum off the ground anytime soon. And that's because the UK's current government doesn't support Scottish independence. And the next UK election is not due until 2024. So that's a fair way off yet. This one goes out to anyone planning to enjoy a glass of wine for Friday knockoffs today, Claire. It turns out Australia is planning to create its own answer to the Doomsday Vault in Norway. And for those who aren't aware, that's a protected collection of thousands of seeds in case of catastrophic environmental disaster. But our vault will be specifically for wine. You would think that a vault like this should have happened years ago. If there was a disaster that hit our wine, that would just be a complete and utter catastrophe. (laughs) What they're doing is that they're taking sample of our 25 most valuable grape varieties. Uh, They're going to two high-security vaults and they're going to be future-proofed for generations to come. It's all going to happen over the next year or so. It's pretty timely, of course, because when you look at all the weather havoc that we're seeing, when you see all of the reports that are coming out about the climate, uh, it is something that this $40 billion a year industry wants to future-proof itself from. And the man in charge of the collection, Nick Dry, says the plants will be doubly protected. Two sets of them will be kept in separate secret locations to further minimise the risk of losing them. So cheers to that. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. 
Claire, it's been a good week for foodies. The Sydney Morning Herald and the Ages Good Food Guide has announced its annual awardees. It's kind of like finding something in your wardrobe to wear sometimes, isn't it? Like finding a <laughs> restaurant to go to. You know all these restaurants, but it's very hard sometimes to think of them. So this list is a really good one to have on hand. You can dive in wherever you are and find a really great restaurant to go to. They're ones that have been recognised by the Good Food Awards that were announced this week. Uh, what they also did this week was release some recipes that really focus on the hot food trends that these great restaurants have been uh, cooking up a storm with. And Murray Cod is a thing at the moment. Uh, also Kingfish and Kingfish Sashimi. So uh, there's two recipes in there that are definitely taking for a spin. Mm, I love Kingfish in anything, so I'll definitely have mm, to try that one delicious. out. Delicious. <laughs> I'm sure footy fans will be all across this one, Claire, but one thing to pop in your diary for this weekend is the AFLW Grand Final being held on Sunday. It's the Melbourne Ds going up against the Brisbane Lions. I'm sorry your Adelaide Crows aren't there, Alice, but <laughs> uh, these teams are playing in Brisbane. Uh, you're out of luck if you want tickets to go. It's a sold-out crowd, which is just really great. It's going to be telecast live from 1.40 local time, which is 2.40 if you're in the daylight saving states in the east. Yeah, it'll be a really great game, so I can't wait to tune in for that. And that's it from us for today. And just a reminder, the Saturday Squiz podcast is out tomorrow. And Claire, you've got next week off. Got next week off. It's going to be great having a little holiday in Hawaii. We've mentioned that a couple of times. Uh, I'll bring you back some aloha spirit for the week after next. (laughs) Yeah, enjoy your break. Siobhan and I have everything under control. Absolutely. Have a great Friday and the Squiz today will be back with you on Monday. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.